Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 326, recorded on May 13th, 2021. On tonight's episode, we talk about very little news, a lot of rumors, and a dump trunk full of community comments and questions. (laughs) Jesse, you know what to do. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 326 of Nintendo Dads. It's May 13th, 2021, two days before the most important day of the year, otherwise known as my birthday. Uh, on tonight's show with me, uh, all the way from the great white north, drinking something, Justin Masson. What is you? going on? Good, thank you. I'm drinking my amaretto and Coke, finishing off, getting hyped for this. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited. We are less than 30 days from the greatest Christmas gift that the video game industry has. And we are we are on the hype train for E3. Man, I am excited. I'm Let's getting go. my energy back. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting reared up. I'm getting oh. oh wow, you just went full Matt Foley there. Like Chris like that? Chris, Chris Farley, yeah. Chris yeah. Farley, yeah. I also I think it. what I did that I just pulled something in my neck, it really hurts all of a sudden. Speaking welcome of a guy who's sometimes 40s. a pain in my neck and my ass, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Waldack. You're welcome. Jesse, how are you, sir? Pretty good. Yeah, it's it was it's been a you know, still been a busy week, but at work, but it Today was a kind of a nicer, nicer, slower day, and um, hopefully we can keep that going. But we'll find out what happens next week. I was, you know what? Here's the thing: I paid for this entire seat. I was on the edge of it the entire time you talked about that. Speaking of the guy who's always on the edge of his seat, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Tim. Hi, Dad. How are you? <laughs> And somebody him <laughs> over to sloth mode. Uh, no, I was saying. What was the name of that sloth from uh, Zootopia? I don't. I don't it's remember. Tim. But I. It's yeah, Tim. It, might it was something me. like Speedy or something. Chat. Speedy. Chat. Let us know. Chat. I see you. Let us know. Spread Speedy. I think that's what it was. Seriously, a reason why I did that slow is because I feel like this week was slow for me. But maybe not for some of you, but for whatever reason, this week was really. I thought slow. you were just I, counteracting. Like I'm sitting here at late on a Thursday night, and I'm like. Where did it go? So I need yeah. to get some. For me, it was just like finally got, got over here. here. <laughs> uh, well, guys, we are here and we've got a full, full show for you tonight, uh, mostly because we have the greatest community in the world. And uh, so let's just dive into the news, shall we? Do it! Press the buttons! Press them quickly so we can move on! Do it! I request that you do that every week from now. His on. name was Flash <laughs> Slothmore. Flash oh. Slothmore. Okay, I didn't even know he had a last name. I just knew it was Flash. Well, guys, our uh, news is brought to us each and every week by you fine folks over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for a dollar a month you can join in to our fantastic community that brings us what Tim told, said is a dump truck full of questions. Uh, and it really is. It really is. Dump really, trunk. Uh, it's a. Did I say dump trunk? No, no. Tim no, said dump I trunk, said. and oh, I was like, that, I'm just gonna let that go. I'm gonna let that go. Trying to let it all come on. That's why I was laughing. I couldn't. From now get the on, that's what out. it is. It's a dump trunk. Uh, and so <laughs> you can head Dumps over there the to uh, to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, or just go to our website nintendodads.org, and you'll find some links to join in to the community uh, and help us create more fantastic content 
And guys, let me can, can I just can I just say this? I, 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 I see you. I don't know if it's this has been talked about on the show or yet or not. I'm just going to throw this out here. Um, there is some behind the scenes um, planning going on for what could possibly become DadCon 2021. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whether it happens or not, it really depends on us. So, uh, <laughs> really, so right, it probably right. won't. Let's be well, honest. So, uh, right. Uh, we're, you know, uh, it'll just be, it really, DadCon is just going to be a week of Justin messaging everyone on the Discord server saying, You interested? Yeah, there's a lot of me doing that nowadays. You interested? Interested? We should just have uh, a little gif of me interested. Yeah, but I like speaking it. Speaking of really cool things happening on our Discord, and you're like, listen, Nintendo, yeah, I guess so. I guess I'm kind of into Nintendo. Yes, maybe I'll pay a dollar. Sure, why not? But ladies and gentlemen, man, am I excited to announce. If you haven't already, if you aren't in the Discord, you haven't found out, ladies and gentlemen, we have added a brand new show to the podcast family. And ladies and gentlemen, it's not Nintendo orientated. We've heard the loud and clear cries of our community. The amount of times I get DM'd. I love the Nintendo dads, but you don't have this. You don't have that. Ladies and gentlemen, excited to announce. And you better head over. You better click the like. You better get the subscribe. Click the bell. Do all that stuff. There is now a Xbox podcast on the Nintendo dads family of shows. And that is the Xbox or sorry, Game Pass News. What is it called? Game Pass News. Game Pass News, there it is. For all of you Xbox fans, and there is also a dedicated section in our Discord for Xbox content now as well. Now, if yeah. you're like, Justin, what about PlayStation? Here's my answer. Get stuffed, all right? No. <laughs> the answer I don't is need your, I don't start, need your dollar start, that bad. I don't need your dollar your that bad. And if you're a patron of the show and you'd like to start a PlayStation podcast, uh, reach out, talk to us. Uh, yep. We'll do something. Uh, I just also realized for our non-visual listeners that I'm the only one who didn't have a Nintendo dad's virtual background here yeah. on zoom. Uh, and so now I do. And so everything's good. So Justin and guys, what that means is now on the dad's family of podcasts, we have Nintendo mm-hmm. dads. Yep. We have dads after dark. Mm-hmm. We have game pass news. Mm-hmm. We have retro logic and we have the dinner table. And mm-hmm. you said, Marty, you didn't mention dad crossing. Well, here's the deal. The guys who did dad crossing are also doing game pass news and Dad Crossing will return when there are updates or when there is when there's content. They they will content. return to their hosting duties and creating podcasts when Nintendo decides to return to their creating content for Animal Crossing. <laughs> that is a spicy take, and we're going to move on from so, there. In other words, uh, on a hiatus. Yeah, that, a bit of a hiatus. That, that is uh, that is probably the first of a few spicy takes tonight. Uh, but let's talk about some <laughs> new um, Square Enix is going to host a live stream of announcements regarding Dragon Quest 35th anniversary on May 26th at 11.30 p.m. Eastern because, you know. Because it's noon, it's noon Japan time. Yeah, noon Japan time. Uh, and uh, this, like, I, I don't know. Look, I'm just to be honest. I don't know anything about Dragon Quest except it used to be called Dragon Warrior and there's some slimes and... I don't know. That's Jesse, all, why that's all why is this know. important? Why is it, what, what do you think we're getting here? It, it's, it's important because this will determine whether one of my predictions is true or not that I made back in January. <laughs> yep. So, you know, so really, you just want to be right. That's what it, what it comes I'll, down to. Always. <laughs> it's a nice change. 
So, 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 you know, <laughs> things that people are expecting to hear, um, like, are we going to see m- uh, more previous games getting ported to modern consoles? Like what we see in a Zenithian saga on Switch, PS4, 5, Xbox, etc. Will we get a port of 9? Will we get 12? Will we get some some completely new spinoff that we've never heard of before? That's kind of what people are hoping for. All right. Builders so tune in <laughs> on uh, May 26th at 1130 p.m. Japan time. Well, no, it's eleven thirty p.m. Uh, Eastern time because well, it's, it's, it's noon Japan time on the twenty seventh. It's coming out of Japan, so I'm calling it Japan time. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> oh, I see yeah. what you mean. As opposed to Jesus time and other it's times. Japan. It's originating there. It's eleven thirty. <laughs> it's eleven thirty Eastern if you want to watch. And I, I, I mm. Jesse, should I buy Dragon Quest Eleven for Switch? I think you should. I think everyone should. If, if, if you like we're gonna RPGs. Run a, we're going to run a poll if, in the chat right now. If, we're going to run a poll think. in the chat right now. Here it is. Should I buy Dragon Quest Eleven? Because it's been a long time since I played a, a real JRPG, and I don't like Bravely Default, and I don't like... Uh, and, I didn't that, like the... That's fair, because I don't like the Bravely Default. I, I didn't like any of the... I don't like anything coming out because it's a stupid battle system, and I know that, that Dragon Quest Eleven is almost like a pure turn-based role-playing game. Right. I played the demo. I liked it. I need to know, should I buy Dragon Quest Eleven? If we get more yeses and nos, uh, I'll buy it before the show's over. Let's can we put say, a poll in can we put a poll in Twitch? How do we do that? We do that, yeah. I, poll I, backslash I, I, poll. I, I don't There's know. a way to do it. I'm looking for it right now. Yeah, you know. I say if yeah. you like turn based combat, is is yes. How but how many hours is it? I it took I took me 120 hours to fully Ooh, finish. Fully 120 hours? I, I didn't hundred percent everything. But to get through the storyline of all three acts is 120 hours. That is definitely 115 hours more than it should be. That feels like a lot <laughs> yeah, of bloat. Yeah, like I, mm, mm. <laughs> also, ladies hours and gentlemen, is like 120 hours. It's like a week of my life. Yeah, that's you're, that's you're how, that's how math every works. Of it. No, probably not, ladies and gentlemen. Also, man, I got some breaking news, Marty. You like hot news? You like love, spicy I, hot I love, off the? I love it. Like like hot off the press news, like beep, 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 hot off the press. Can you say hello? Can you say thank you? Thank you to Michael Meza. Can you say that, Marty? Maybe maybe a convicted thank you to Michael Meza. Thank you, Michael Meza. No more. I want more, Marty. Like thank you, care. you Michael Meza. Yes. Why? Because Michael Meza is a new Patreon supporter. Yeah. Hey. See, that's <laughs> what happens. I promise to buy. I, I say I'll buy games. People sign up. Thank you, Michael uh, Meza. Yeah, thank you, Michael Meza. Oh, man, uh, I'm tired already. Right here, here we go. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, Cheers, here we go. Michael Meza. That, that early high is starting to crash on you. Going to be honest, I ate a lot of nachos with salsa and dip, and I feel like the decision was really bad. Are you, you now, was it, it wasn't it wasn't Seven Eleven nachos, so I'm I don't like I I should probably I'm not going to have those like weird cheesy sweat dreams that you have with Seven Eleven nachos. That's just me. Okay, Jesse, all right, write, Jesse, write that down. Uh, that's a that's a show title right there. Weird cheesy sweat dreams. That's it. That's it. No yeah. matter, nothing else that's said. Anyway, May twenty sixth, Dragon Quest thirty fifth anniversary stream. Uh, be sure to go check it out. Uh, hey, guess what, Tim? What? Guess what, Tim? You're never, you're never, ever, ever getting a port of Metroid Prime Trilogy to the Switch. 
You know why? Because this week, a former Retro Studios dev said in an interview that a Metroid Prime trilogy port would, quote, take a lot of effort, so I'm skeptical it will never happen. And I have an answer for that. Or I'm skeptical it will happen. Okay, give us an answer. He just gave us a clue saying that it's not a port. And that goes... Nice. He, he 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 got you. You know what I'm saying? He got you back. You thought you had him. Boom, boom. There comes Tim. So, so boom, boom. So you're not talking ports. You're talking remakes. A remake, remaster. So do you think that that's what they're working on as well as Metroid Prime 4? I think that's what they should be doing is leading up to Metroid Prime 4 with remasters. Yes. Okay, so this, is this, that what this, they're doing? I don't think so. Yeah, See, this developer doesn't we're work get there instead. anymore. And so he doesn't know what tools they have and don't have anymore. Right. But yeah. you know, but the thing, the main gimmick about three was the motion controls. Everything was point at and click things. Yeah, so you know, was Skyward you know Sword. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's that's true. Now, listen. Here's what I think we're going to get instead. I think you're going to get a, a five minute mini movie at the beginning of Metroid Prime Four. The, the story so far. Metroid Prime if Three. They the were, pachinko machine. It's very hard to predict what any, what Nintendo does. We, we all know that, right? Sure, what we think they should do, I, I what, what other companies do, they would milk this and they would remaster it, making it better. Nintendo has done that before with other with their franchises like Fire Emblem and stuff. But yeah. will they do it with this? I don't know because it's very hard to say because it doesn't sell very well. Doesn't sell good enough, and but I think too, if they want to try to to reinvigorate this franchise, they need to. They might try again by doing that, by remastering it and bringing out maybe the first one, and then afterwards, you know, maybe two and three doesn't come out yeah. before four does. So but maybe maybe we don't one. see a trilogy; we just see individual releases. Correct. Okay, I I, I mean I could be down with that, but. And it's it's been almost four years since the last game came out, which was a remaster remake. It's it's been a long time since Game Game Boy game. It's it's been a long time since Metroid Prime has come out. And I know there's a lot of people who are really excited about it, but I think there's got to be something that's done ahead of time to bring in new audience members. Like a remake, like a remaster. Which could lead to that that rumor we'll be talking about later too. So sure, sure, absolutely. Um, we currently also have an active poll in our Twitch right now of should Marty get DQ, and I presume what we mean by DQ is Dairy Queen. That's correct. And, uh, right I go now, live Blizzard tomorrow. Right, right now it is in the lead with two votes. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go get DQ tomorrow. <laughs> this I guy. Promise. Cool. Uh, so, uh, hey Jesse, I know you have an appropriate sound effect for this. I do. Uh, we're going to call this next little news bite. People are awful. This one? Hot No, that wasn't else? the one I was thinking for. I was thinking more of like something sad. Oh, okay. Like, like this. People are awful. That's the one I was looking for. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's nice to see when Jesse actually earns his paycheck. Do you know what I mean? Right, like, it's baby. a nice change. Both of nice this change. Could be a, This could be a hot take that people are awful, but I don't really think it is. Uh, this week in the United States, Target and now Walmart have, na- have announced that they will no longer sell Pokemon the trading card game 
in store. Not only that, that will also include all MLB, NFL, and NBA trading cards. And I, I really assume this is probably going to extend out to trading cards in general. Uh, Target stores have already put this into effect by cleaning wow. their shelves and putting up signs that say, beginning May uh, 14th or May 13th, uh, we will no longer sell Pokemon trading cards or trading cards in store uh, due to or for the safety of our associates. The uh, safety yeah, of your associates? Guess what happened, Justin? People America. Are, America are, happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are getting He's into fistfights in in stores <sighs> over Pokemon cards. And, and in one instance, a gun was drawn. Not fired, yep. but still drawn. This is the thing. This hey, 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 hey. This is why we can't have nice things. Right? This is why. Yeah. The, the scalpers yeah. want the revenue and the YouTubers want the ad revenue from unboxings. Yeah. So, um, again, we say people are awful. Bum, bum, bum. There it is. Now, if you're still looking for Pokemon cards, uh, you can still buy them online from Walmart and Amazon and Target. Uh, they're just not going to be in stores. Walmart will probably be slower to roll this out because I was in a Walmart tonight and they had just put out a new uh, display of Pokemon cards. <laughs> so who knows? Yes, Tim. So in regards to buying your trading card games at the big box stores, you shouldn't be doing that anyways, unless you do not have a uh, mom and pop shop that sells those cars near you. Then, yes, you can order my Amazon or something like that. But go support your local game shop. Your friendly local game store. And buy them um, from there. My son. I think, FLGS. I think last week go my son there. bought like $150 worth of cards from Vintage Stock. Wow. And here's, here's what's driving this, y'all. The original, original super rares like Charizard, uh, Arcanine, different things like that are going for mega bucks right now right you wish i didn't toss there's my cards actually, there's actually a backlog in card uh, uh among card grading uh sources so many people are trying to get their cards graded so for sale that they can't keep up which is nuts and look at there tim I have the 20th anniversary ones. From Them fighting five. words. <laughs> As we say here in the South, them fighting words. Yeah, but, uh, uh, I used to have cards from over 20 years ago. I had, still had them. I had four Charizards. I had none. That's okay. You were lame. Uh, moving on. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. We No, it's probably us. I mean, when I'm... When I'm 22, sitting in a, a card shop playing against eight-year-olds when I'm in college, probably don't need to be the one saying who's lame. Uh, and they were beating me. So, yeah. not mm. Those kids know how to play. I'm just going to leave it right there. The pain. <laughs> the embarrassment. I'm just going to leave it right there. Uh, That's how I am at Magic the Gathering. Yes, <laughs> Whenever I went oh there, they kicked my butt. Yep. Uh, that's all our news. Let's move on to some rumors, shall we? All right, guys. So the big rumor this week that we need to discuss that has Justin 
uh, rubbing his hands together like some 80s villain in a cartoon, like Skeletor. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, can I just, as an aside here, can I, can I see, can I say today that they finally showed some animation and stills from the Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe reboot Mm -hmm. that's coming July 23rd with Mark Hamill as hey, Skeletor. You, Holy crap. It's going to be Do you awesome. know what July 23rd I this, is? I need to look into that. No. The second best day in the entire calendar year. That is your birthday. And it's also the day Ted Lasso comes out. Oh, yeah. Boom. Which reminds Boom. me, I need Boom. to finish the last episode of Ted Lasso. Never finished it. Really, just I just wanted to talk about He-Man so that I could do my Skeletor impression. Uh-oh. Nothing's holding you back. Hey, man, you boob. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, like that's why. That is why you show up here every single week. I see can you. I, can, can, I see look, you solo look, something. I can, see can you I third strongest mole in the when chat. Are, this is why you show up to live Jesse, shows. When, Jesse, when, make sure you mark that down. I'm clipping that. Thank you. Thank you. Could I ask a question among four <laughs> grown adult men here? Why was mm-hmm. calling He-Man a boob an insult? It's gonna be like people were like then. No, no, I'm just saying like that was a thing. It's like one of the greatest things in the world. Yeah, you're calling (laughs) him man that. Well, because you know they called people who watch team. And he would always he would always like shake his hands above his head like this. Hey man, you boob. (laughs) Everybody was a boob. Everybody got called a boob at one point. I don't. Masters Universe 80s cartoon, unwatchable. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. GoBots. It's like I, I can't uh, go back. GoBots, was, GoBots was un, unwatchable on the be- in the beginning. But, but for the seven, six or seven year GoBots. old me, or however old it was when that show was on, I bought the hell out of those toys. Or at least I had one. Oh, I love, oh yeah. Absolutely. I had the Castle Grayskull and like a dozen figures. I had Eternia. Like the big also, thing with the tram. All right. Uh, I also right. love how GoBots, GoBots is also now a term that we use for basically a, a bad knockoff version of something. That's Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, my God, have you seen those action action figures? They're so GoBots. And yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. Go, Amazon is Transformers. Wish GoBots. Ah, oh, yes. Yes. Very GoBots. Let's make that a thing. Oh, that's so GoBots. That's a thing. Uh, anyway, can, we get a, back, can we get a shirt made that says that? That's so GoBots. Oh my yep. gosh. Can we get a shirt? Mega Dads. Uh, Mega Dads, Go-Bots. the GoBots of the Nintendo Dads. <laughs> yes. 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 Who do I need to work to commission that right now? Can, can we, we get that up at our store? Can we get that up at our store by the end of today? Like, you know, it's like. Nintendo dads equal Transformers, Mega dads equal GoBots. Yes. And then send John and Adam a shirt. What if we, no, how about this? You commissioned Adam to make that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh. We're doing it. We're doing it. You send the email tomorrow. Oh. No amount of money is too small. Oh, uh, no, I'm Here we go. Here we go. Uh, let's let's reel, it, reel it back in, guys. I'm sorry. I, I skeletored us right off into oblivion there. Uh, <laughs> Go the, rumor, the rumor that had Justin Masson acting like an 80s villain is this. <laughs> Apparently, the rumor circulating is that the Super Mario Odyssey team is working on a brand new game starring Donkey Kong. 
and .5D or yeah. 3D Donkey Kong game. Justin, I'm going to tell you this. <sighs> you know, we've had some we've had some tension in the past over Donkey Kong. We have. I'll say this: if that team makes a Donkey Kong game, day one, I'm in. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like Honestly, this is with Donkey Kong. I'm in. And yeah, so there's this is this hit early this week and I was like, oh, man. And then we dug in. There's a whole list of rumors we're going to talk about here. But yeah, that was kind of the one that piqued my interest. And I think like we talk about what does what does Nintendo have in their in their in their folder coming up this year. Right. And they do have these games. We've talked about them kind of like tangentially, but never really talked about like what the next version of that is. And it's the idea of really looking over and seeing like what are the ports that Nintendo brought from the Wii U and the franchises that could deserve like a ne- the next iteration of that franchise on, on the switch. And I think definitely Donkey Kong, right? Donkey Kong tropical freeze sat out there for, I mean, that game, when, when was the original tropical freeze done? Like, cause that was on the Wii U. Like that was 20, was it 2014, 2014, 2015, I think. Um, and then the port was 20, <clears throat> 2018, I believe. I'm looking right now. So they I have yeah, to they, ask a question though. How, how in the world are they able to work on this too? September well, 2016. If, you're okay. If what, Tim? If the, we've already got news that Splatoon 3 is coming out, they're the team working behind Splatoon. Mm. Mm-hmm. Zelda 2, they've been working on. <clears throat> well, I, so, I, well, I think you, ha- you do have to remember that since the, th- since the 3DS doesn't exist they may work more they haven't they haven't had to like separate their dev, their dev teams so they actually probably have potentially more capacity for in-house uh work to be done so i mean this isn't overly shocking um i mean this is interesting i so i'm gonna be very honest with you i didn't actually think we were gonna get this i didn't think it was coming but now it's kind of logical that it could potentially be coming in this year i thought that team would have been working on another mario um, and maybe that's maybe that's a 2022 I'm, game potentially. I'm also showing that they're responsible for the new Labo 2 thing, 2.0. The Garage Band or the Garage, <laughs> the game, thing? The game yeah. builder garage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Ayanuasan has his own team separate that is just a Zelda. Yeah. Okay. So 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 th- this this leak this this information came from uh, Zippo's uh, and is the leaker on this. And so and again, we take rumors and leaks with a grain of salt, right? We don't know this to be actually High true. Hopes, low expectations, right? But they they were they did they did say essentially that yeah, it's it's going to be a new two D developed by EPD uh, Tokyo Retro is is obviously busy with other things. So Nintendo is taking it upon themselves to bring it back in as an internal series. That's really interesting. Right, Nintendo hasn't done that series in a long I just, time. I, I just wonder if that happens. I mean, are we getting Donkey Kong Country, or are we getting something completely different that changes the dynamic of that game? They well, said the they wanted to find, make it a different game. The uh, rumor the says time they made a Donkey Kong game, Donkey Kong Junior Math, or something like that. So the rumor says, do not expect the country moniker to return. Right. Yeah. So this may be a very different entry into it. Um, as they're, as it says, they're not interested in making a sequel to the games that they didn't make. Um, Diddy, Cranky, and, and the Kremlin crew should return. It sounds like the game is launching before the end of this year. E3 is most if likely they the put announcement. they rule back in, yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. This is, this is exciting. This is exciting stuff. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Because, like, Odyssey on the Switch. In, in an arena battler. 
let me let me say this. Odyssey yeah. on the Switch, uh, four years in, still shines. Yeah. Wonderful, nope. graphically wonderful, musically wonderful. Uh, yes, I know it was disappointing as for some people as far as like the missions and things, but guys, it, it, it's a precision perfect platformer. Uh, and that's what Donkey Kong needs. Mm-hmm. So th- that's why it, I can't play it. Kind of love and tear. No, we don't. We don't need that. I am. I that. am all in on this. You know what? Oh man, Ninfrendo says hope the DK game is closer to the Bowser Fury levels. Ooh, that like would be open world. Very yeah. cool. Like I do not want a Donkey Kong sixty four. Get that out of my out of my face. But I like. No. But the thing that makes Donkey Kong, especially the the versioning that I think in my head is that is that platformer. Do you mean that 2D platformer kind of feeling that we get? And I mean, you know, Marty, we were playing what? Kaz in the Wild Masks recently, right? Has that feel- <laughs> has that feeling? Oh, bless you. Thank you. We talk about ukulele has those feelings. There's a lot of inspirations, and Nintendo could do a really good, really good job on this as well. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Um, and again, I mean, Tim, it goes back to your question. Like if they're if they're doing a 2D platformer, maybe not a 3D the resourcing may not be as necessary, right? In the same way as well. They don't need to do it. I like Johnny's comment. Tim, I swear to God, I will come over there and I will strangle you. Got enough Donkey Kong. I like Hambo and Johnny's comment. What's that? DK pick cross. Get out of here. There should be nothing else coming out except for a Metroid game. All right. Well, fine then. You want to talk? (laughs) Fine, Tim. You want to talk about Metroid? You want to talk about Metroid? Fine. Let's talk about Metroid because of course, Metroid was included in this rumor also. 2D Metroid. 2D Metroid. So, no, this is very, very interesting. Let's go. If Fi- this, uh, is, mm. this is straight. This is straight directly from, from, from the statement. Uh, yes, a 2D Metroid from Mercury Steam 200% exists and is, in fact, done. All Nintendo needs to do at this point is announce it. Nintendo and by extension, some Sakamoto. And I don't know if that's the folks who, I don't know, internally is extremely happy with how the title turned out. Uh, the only thing I've, uh, the only thing I've heard recently is that the game is running at a smooth 60 frames per second. Um, the hard prediction is the announcement will is, is at their E3 direct next month. Have some patient bounty hunters. We're almost there. And, and they developed the Metroid Samus returns for three days. Yeah. This happens. That's all I'm going to say. You think this is going to happen? Tim, what do you think? And, and I wonder oh, if... I want it to happen. I want it to be the sequel to Metroid Fusion. Ooh. It, That'd be nice. Like, That'd be nice. That story can't stay stuck in limbo forever. Yeah. Like, I, I, know, I know like when Prime Day <coughs> arrives, we're going to get more... Mega Man's going to be on the moon forever, so... <laughs> I, I wonder if, if, if Nintendo is actually, and here's the interesting part. It's Metroid's anniversary. It's Donkey Kong's anniversary. It's Zelda's anniversary. You know, we've always kind of joked that, yeah, Zelda's getting the limelight. I wonder if they're actually going to do a bit of a to-do with Donkey Kong and Metroid. And I wonder, and Tim, I know you're a Metroid fan, and I know maybe I'm teasing you. I'm a little bit of a flirt here. You know what I'm saying? I wonder if they're if they're pulling together an actual Metroid event. I wonder if the reason Samus wasn't included in Fortnite was because they're going to do a special event that they really want to call that out specifically to. Like, I wonder yeah, if they're actually... Last week. 
we can Yeah, I wonder if there are some pieces that are actually going to fall together for this and they're going to make an actual proper event of this. Could you imagine what a Metroid 99 would look like? Yeah, I, I, I speculated. I, I have a... I thought it'd be really cool to do like the, what was it? I, I speculated or yeah. did a, 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 whatever you call it. I can't think of the words right now, but uh, the idea of doing a down well type version of 99, mm-hmm. but with Metroid, but yeah. going, but going up the, you know, going up the type of caverns that you would in a Metroid game, but like the escape sequence quickly. of the first game at the end. Kind of like that. Yeah. So, um, man, I, I, so here's a couple things. This news gets me very excited. Uh, and I'm excited for you also, Tim, because I really hope that there is something out there for Metro. Well, this, this is especially being 2D reaches out to a lot of yeah. fans like Marty, like, you know, because yeah. Marty is you're a big 2D Metroid fan. Yeah. So and I, I, I like Metroid, period. So it's going to reach out to a lot more fans other than just the people who the newer fans of the 3D games than us old school gamers who like the 2d ones yeah more so 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 and i apologize i actually just continue to read actually through this this um this document that was that that we am referencing here for blog there was actually an update to it today actually and they're being very clear here that the donkey kong game is a 2d game 2d game so stop thinking it's a 3d game it's not that it's 2d and that's fine because that's exactly what i'm hoping for that is exactly what i'm hoping for uh in this other rumor, they talk about uh, Fire Emblem. Moving on, uh, they also talk. <laughs> they also said that there that it sounds like there is a Fire Emblem game. So let me just do a quick uh, scan of it here. Uh, from what I've heard, Intelligent Systems been working a Fire Emblem title. They're developing separate from Three Houses on their own, and it's very close to nearly completion. While I haven't been told this part as of this writing, the fans seem pretty sure that this is going to be a remake of the Japanese-only Super Famicom title, Genealogy of the Holy War. This makes total sense to me and would serve as a nice in-between while um, uh, Kyo Tecmo works on the follow-up to Three Houses, given this is nearly complete, an E3 announcement is also very likely. Hmm. Is that the really late Super Nintendo mm-hmm. game? Then yeah, they did reference a Super Nintendo, yeah, Super Famicom title. So in Japan, yeah, it Japan was released only. in May of '96, and-, and 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 this kind of actually makes sense, right? Because they just recently did that port of the Japanese, um, the Nintendo one, right? For so they're yeah. looking. I, I think really what this is, and like here's here's the reality of it: Fire Emblem, for quite a long time, was a franchise that people actually thought was probably going to die. Because there was not kind of the appeal Before for awakening. it. It was, yeah, it was very much a kind of um, Japanese and and the East kind of centric game. Didn't quite grab uh, grab the hold of the Western market. It has now grabbed the hold of Western market, and really is kind of like if you look at the games that have been released, and we joke about it like, oh my gosh, another Fire Emblem character for Smash, right? Yeah. Fire Emblem. I'm not a fan of it. Doesn't mean I don't think it should exist. There's, it has really grabbed a really strong market and a strong grip in Nintendo and Nintendo fans. So this kind of makes sense because again, if you were in Japan or if you were you were not in Japan, you didn't have access to this game. So this is kind of like a low hanging fruit, probably, to be able to introduce the 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 West, yeah, right, the North American market to this game. So it actually really does logically make sense. And if you're a Fire Emblem fan who hasn't had access to this didn't have a super Famicom and didn't know how to translate Japanese. This is right. going to be cool. Right. So that's awesome. It also gives hope to the other games that didn't get translated over that hopefully one day will. 
Okay, that, well, that's not the game I was it? thinking of. There was a game yeah. that released in 99 called uh, mm. Thracia 776 that was released for the Super Famicom that only sold 158,000 units. Yes, and I okay. want to point out something that you said, uh, a phrase that you used, and I think this is, uh, I think it's important, is you use the phrase low-hanging fruit. Mm. And could it be that... Uh, we see Nintendo coming in with a lot of that this year, in particular because of all the delays that the pandemic has caused. And so it's easy to do a remake of a Super Famicom game. It's easy to do a 2D Donkey Kong. It's easy to do a 2D Metroid that's already in the can. It's mm -hmm. done. Uh, it's easy to do, as another rumor on here talks about, uh, more 99 games. Yeah. It's easier to do all of this because we it's low hanging fruit, right? Uh, and and it's not that it's not about that they don't want to work. It's about what they can do. Yeah, because yeah. of the pandemic. Because of because of the delays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, I agree with that. But we do have to remember that like game development takes more than a year for a lot of these games, right? So these would have had to been in the right, pipe but, for a while. I know that, but what I guess what I'm saying is that other things are delayed. Yeah, so it's easier to push out these things. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting to kind of see, you know, and and that was, you know, where the question is, where are we actually going to start to see the actual uh, impacts of COVID in relation to game releases? Right. I don't believe we fully have seen that yet. Right. Because a lot of things that were kind of on docket to be completed probably got completed and things got pushed out a little bit as well. Um, so I, 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 it'll be interesting to kind of see where, where it shakes out, but I do think there is some probably low hanging fruit, but again, game development is hard, right? We all know that um, sure. it does take a while as well. Um, another game that they mentioned here as well is actually super Mario party two. So this is actually very interesting. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo, where is it here? Um, I and numerous others see see it as a test for Super Mario uh, Party 2 online. From all accounts, the game should be ready for a holiday release at an E3 announcement once again, extremely likely. Um, yeah, so that's another one that they're definitely they're definitely saying is on the way. More 99 games as well. Yeah. So I, I can see that one as kind of likely, especially since it just got that out of the blue update. Uh, <laughs> Yep. online a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I think for a lot of people, Super Mario Party 2 is going to have to step it up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of the lack of content in the first game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I, I think that's it's, it's such a weird thing too, like to make that update for it to be online and then like three weeks or three months later or just essentially two months later saying, by the way, we're announcing a new one. That does feel like it would cannibalize any kind of momentum that you may have associated with it. But I'm it a full- It feels very Nintendo. Oh, exactly. Right. Like, hey, let's let's put out arms and now let's put out Splatoon. And you're like, OK, cool. So you just kill that game fully. But well, I mean, it does the Mario Party online added on like they like so many voices were like angry about Mario Party not having online capability that they came back. Nintendo came back and said, OK, we're going to add on online. And then we finally got it. Yeah, but two and a half years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two and a half years later, and then like two months later, it sounds like the rumor is that they're going to announce another one, right? I believe the strategy is you've already got an install base, and this sounds really like super, super corporate -y, but I believe you monetize the bejeebus out of those people who already have it, and you create I, a season pass. I don't know that, that they need a, a, a Mario Party 2. 
No. What they could do is add in three or four more boards with some new mini games. Yep. In a thirty dollar add on pack with some mm-hmm. new characters, mm-hmm. and you've got Mario Party too. Yep. Uh, because uh, like honestly, Super Mario Party's fun. I don't like. I get the complaints about it, but I still enjoy playing it. I know a lot of other people who do. Yeah. Uh, I just think it needs a fresh coat of paint. I got my developer brain going on right now. If this is true, sounds like they took the Mario Party 1 engine, added stuff to make get Mario Party 2. Part of those updates was adding network support, and then they went back and retrofitted it into the first one because it's the same engine, so why mm-hmm. not? That's an interesting approach, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I like that uh, Ninfrendo, hoping it's a 1.5 update for Mario Party. That's a great point as well. I like that. All right. Uh, a couple other things to talk about. So that was kind of like what they know to be true. Um, what the known is, there are unknown quantities. And the unknown quantities they're saying is Zelda 35th anniversary. And based on reliable res- uh, reliable sources, it's a Wind Waker Twilight Princess HD bundle. Um, I think that's kind of the one that everyone's talking about the most that people seem to want. Again, I think that's, you know, I don't want to say low-hanging fruit again. The, both those games exist on the Wii U, right? So it just kind of feels like it's a little bit of another port over as well. People are wanting me to play the Wii U version because that's when they'll announce the Switch version. Please do. That's been the running gag for over I would love now. that. Yeah. Uh, Wind Waker, I think, is such a fantastic game. Such a fantastic game. Yeah. Twilight Princess was all right. I never got fully into it, but Wind Waker definitely had me as well. Uh, the other one that I mentioned here is an unknown is Detective Pikachu. Uh, it was actually interesting. They're saying here it is now it, it was announced at, with a literal J, uh, JPEG two years ago at a Pokemon conference, and we have not heard anything since. Uh, regardless, we think that would be coming soon as well. Yeah. They're taking the time for Danny DeVito to get his lines right. right. He's got to get his lines right. Got to get his lines localized. Um, <clears throat> then the other ones, the big, big ones, what they're talking about here. Breath of the Wild 2. No. If any Nintendo game was affected by the pandemic, it's this one. I think that's exactly right. Um and the next one, the, the, the other one. So I think I, I do think we will get an update about Breath of the Wild 2. I just don't know what that is. But I, if they do not show Breath of the Wild 2 at E3, like 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 that is a that feels like such a potential miss. Like that is a that is a close to show. That is a oh, and before we go, one more thing. Right. And we get a really good. We get a really good story trailer. We That's see a little bit of gameplay. I know a little bit of gameplay and it pauses at the end. And then the date just kind of fizzles up and it's like November 16th, 2021. Right. And then like, bam, we're good. Thanks very much. If we don't hear about it here, I think we hear about it in September when they announce the switch pro and they announce it alongside with it as well. If it's not at E3, it's going to be at the game awards. Oh, that's a great point, Tim. Tim, so Tim, Absolutely. let me let me let me. I like your craziness. You know, I like where your head's at today. I like your energy. I like your beard. Um, <laughs> let me ask you then: if there is question mark, question mark if, hat. if they announce it at if they announce it at um, Game Awards, when are they releasing it? That'd be March 2020, 2022. So you okay? So you're like, no, they're gonna they're gonna stick to that. They're gonna it's land gonna that be, date. It's going to be the their end of fiscal year 2021 Whoa. game. That's a banger of an idea. Yeah, get, get 2 million in sales in the, yeah. the, the week before the fiscal year ends. 
Yeah. <laughs> when did, did they announce Horizon Zero Dawn yet? The new, the follow-up to that? They announced Just, it, but there's no date. Once they, once they announce that, Zelda's going to be like, yeah, we'll, we'll take that date. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen the, uh, have you seen that um, meme or whatever? It's like Henry Cavill is obviously like a Superman premiere. And he's like all decked up and it's, and he's got a suit on. And then like Jason Momoa is behind him, like running up to tackle him. And yeah. I've seen the one of like Henry Cavill and says like, um, what is it? Horizon Zero Dawn or whatever it is, sequel. And then, then Jason Momoa is Breath of the Wild running up behind him. I was like, that's <laughs> so spot on. Uh, and then the other piece of information they have, they, they mentioned in, in this leak as well. Mario Kart, right? Mario Kart. Uh, and the commentary here essentially being the team's hard at work on a new Mario Kart of some sort, and they have been at it for at least three years. So that's the rumor. That. I mean, I can believe yeah. that because of the lack of DLC for Nintendo's mm-hmm. number one selling game. <laughs> and they've been known to do that. They go working on DLC and then they're like, you know what? This is turning out to be a whole other game. So then they switch gears and make it a whole other game. So they've been known to do that as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, there were just so many new ideas and new concepts that it became its own game. Right. Yeah. And then the, the Switch version of 8 by itself should be passing the Wii within the next yeah. fiscal year. If and not honestly, first, uh, first quarter be, or two. This would be a great time to, to segue into that question that I asked. I, I just... When, when I threw up the Patreon poll this week, I thought, you know what? I'm going to try something new. I'm going to ask a question each week and just see what community engagement we get. So the question of the week this week was this. Mario Kart 9 has been announced. And you are able to put one character in. Who would that character be and why? And while you guys are thinking, I want to run through... Uh, a few of the answers from our community, uh, both on Patreon, and we'll see if any came in on Twitter as well. Uh, Shiv UK says, I'd add Banjo and Kazooie. Be a nice, nice callback to Banjo's first appearance at Diddy Kong Racing. Another chance for Nintendo and Microsoft to play nice and set the correct expectations for the real title of the game, Super Mario Smash Kart Ultimate. Galaxy XL Deluxe. With Knuckles. Yes. Uh, Joe says, I would add Tom Nook to Mario Kart. He would get a bigger boost with all the coins you collect on the track. Uh, to which Jesus Amada replied, it would give the coins something more to do. Maybe Tom Nook can collect more than 10 coins. Mm. Mm. Uh, John says, Birdo. Super mm. Mario Brothers 2 always needs more love, though the Brutals are probably the low-hanging fruit for this one. At this point, I'm convinced Nintendo will release Mario Kart 9 in the last year of the Switch's life cycle so they can then release Mario Kart 9 Deluxe on the next system. Uh, Michael Mancher says, Bowsette, to which Jesus <laughs> Amada replied, as much as Bowsette would make for a lot of people happy, Nintendo is for good little boys and girls. Too bad Bowsette isn't canon or else Nintendo could have told uh, could uh, would have to add them. Third strongest mole says it comes down to Wart or Tatanga for me. Yes. Yes. More Mario villains. Much as I like Wart, Tatanga would be more unique and would be able to retrofit a spaceship into a cart. Give the other Mario villains a chance, Nintendo. Uh, Shannon Eno says, for sure, I'd like more Zelda representation in Mario Kart. 
if, if I could only pick one character, Tim, this is for you. It'd be Samus. We have links, so we need other series representation. Actually, I'm a firm believer that Mario Kart 9 should become Nintendo Kart and load the game up with Nintendo IPs. Nintendo Kart Ultimate, everyone is here. Solo Something says, Candy Kong, I grow tired of all these debutante princesses. And K9 Cantina says, Skull Kid from Majora's Mask, wearing Majora's Mask. Oh, wow. Unique Zelda character from a title that doesn't get much representation in other character titles. Or wow. Titles. Those are some really, really Those good. Are great. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, I love the ultimate cart idea. I do, too. too. Yes. In the whole Nintendo IP type thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I wish they would go there, but how willing are they to go there? That's uh, a big undertaking, of course. It is. It is. Absolutely. Uh, so what about you guys? You have one character you can add to Mario Kart 9. Who's it going to be? I, I got a, uh, what I think is a deep cut. Mike Jones. Star Tropics. Star Tropics. Nice. Okay. So is that's going to the, the Nintendo. The, is it going to be the sub C? Is that going to be his, uh, his cart? Sure. The sub that he rides around in. I didn't think that far ahead, but sure. I could, at least it could be an option for anyone to ride it. Well, well, sure. You'll be included with him. Tim, what about you? I know Samus has already been taken. Yeah, it's that's okay fine. If you say and you Samus. put in the code seven four. <laughs> uh, no, I was trying to think of a character. Seven four seven, and something happens. Uh, that would be within the Mario Brothers world that hasn't been in there yet, uh, and so I went with the Hammer Bros. I thought the Hammer Bros would be cool, and especially with their weapon uh, that being there specifically, being the hammers and stuff. Uh, plus, you could have variations of the Hammer Brothers, where the, I think there's different variations of them. So there could be, you know, Boomerang Hammer, Brothers. Hammer, Fire, or, Boomerang, yeah. Yeah. So I think that would be Bat. a cool character to have. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. That's Man, that's a good one. Justin, what about you? Man, I got a, I got a couple here. I want to, I want to recognize one of them here. I just saw uh, on the chat here, uh, Professor Egad. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was yeah. yeah that that's uh that's from uh, Malik uh, JC. That's a great one. That's oh, a yeah, great absolutely. great one. Why has that not happened yet? Right. Uh, the one that I go to, which could actually be a variant skin potentially, would be uh, Captain Toad. Yes. Right? Captain yeah. Toad needs a little bit of love. <laughs> With a minecart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, I love it. And then the one I went to, though, I was, like, using the model of, like, Super Smash Brothers, like, everyone's here method also, uh, methodology. Also, Jesse, super disappointed in you not saying Tingle. That is super disappointing <laughs> that you didn't say that. But my response is Crash you know Bandicoot. What? Oh my gosh, that's not even the Mario. That's not even I Nintendo. Know, but, I know, but I'm just saying, like, if, if we're using the like the super the, the ultimate all the ultimate it's version, the ultimate everyone's ones, here. Yes, yes. Yeah, like, and that would just be like the like final final capstone on it. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've got I got three, of course, <laughs> because I can. Uh, the first one was this was my initial gut reaction was Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, Sonic. Deserve. I mean, I know that's they do, why like, Sonic, they need to do the Sonic ultimate racing version. transformed. Yeah. I, I know they get that, but Sonic and Mario Kart, it's you know, it is what it is. Yeah, the other one is that that I want is another deep cut would be Excite Bike Racer. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good I, one. I would love will, will to see be, an excite bike guy in there. Will his model be blocky voxels? Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Like or or it could be two versions. Like maybe it could be an updated one. Mm-hmm. And maybe it would coincide with a new excite bike game. I don't know. Excite truck. Uh, I want another excite truck. We were talking about that in the community. Yeah, the other the other put, one put an excite uh, truck in a racer car. The other <laughs> one is uh Paper Mario. Yes, that's a good one. I like Although, it. Although I don't know how you would do it, because like when he turned to the side to race, would he get thin <laughs> and you just yes. have a line that, that you would got? be awesome? He just like f- f- slides himself between two cars perfectly, zipping past them, and it just like right? pops out. But like, tell me that a Paper Mario track would not be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be pretty good. Yep. And like any of those characters, like a Sonic, like a Green Hill Zone. Yeah. You're driving through it. It yeah. loops. It adds loops to the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm getting really, I'm getting really excited for E3. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like these, like these kind of brainstorming because they're not all. It's not all going to happen. But man, no, it'd, be, it'd be nice, right? It is fun. Which means we probably should be doing an E3 prediction show soon, shouldn't we? You know what? It almost sounds like we should be bringing on some some guests to have yeah. those conversations. We like should. maybe next week, maybe Andre Seegers from Game Explain should join us. Oh, and that's a good idea. Maybe the week following, the two guys from Nintendo Pals could join us on the twenty seventh of, of uh, May. Oh, wow. and then did I mention maybe the week? You know what? The week before, maybe we should have uh, Sean Capri from the Xbox Drive join us. That's a great idea. Yeah, I think that's and fantastic. Then, and then are we are yeah. we doing the typical thing here and during E three, the big uh, like you know live reaction? Show? Is that yeah. Roger? Of, well, I well well I, listen. I'm working on that one. All right, I got three. <laughs> I got three weeks. Roger? I got three weeks work through. All right, I, I, down. Hey, I understand. I understand. <laughs> uh, well, guys, those are our rumors. Let's uh, move on to a couple of discussion topics here. Let's do it. So uh, we have been talking lately about the Nintendo Dad's 2021 Video Game Hall of Fame, and we have an update for you from last week. Of course, last week we went over uh, several folks' choices, and we're going to go ahead and I'll run through those, and then we'll get to that date. Justin picked NHL 94 for the SNES. You're welcome, Chris. said Dragon Quest 3 for the NES. Mine was Mario Kart 8, whichever version you want to pick, Wii U or Switch. Tim says Chrono Trigger for the DS. And uh, also say NSNES. They're pretty darn close to each other. That, that's just, true. That's true. Uh, so. John Zablanc said Mike Tyson's Punch-Out for the NES. Drew's picked GoldenEye for the N64. Sean picked Street Fighter II Turbo for the SNES. Dan said Donkey Kong Country for the SNES. And John Datfast said Harvest Moon for the N64. Weighing in this week. Nick says Animal Crossing for the GameCube. Gary picked Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins for the Game Boy. And from a time that land forgot, or a land that time forgot. That's what I was trying to say. From a land that time forgot, Zach Erickson picks, and I love this pick, y'all. It's genius. Wii Sports. That is our Nintendo best, Dads. Is that the best-selling Nintendo game of all time right now? I believe so. I believe so. Uh, we'll, have one, oh. we'll have more one update next week when we have the tally yes. on the community's votes for That's their That's what I was going to get to. Yes. So we'll add your community vote, which right now, as we speak, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is in the lead 
which means that uh, a lot more people Wait, what? good. Is it is it Xenoblade Chronicles too? No, uh, that's, uh, I'm updating my page. Nope, it's now tie between. Uh, oh, let's see, Plock for the SNES and Super Mario Brothers Three. <laughs> I've never even heard of this game until two, three, or four months ago when it, it blows up on like every uh, Discord oh, channel. Oh, Jesse, Jesse, just listen. Just let it go. Let Plock. Let it go. Let the, well, it was Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for a little bit. Uh, you still got time to vote over uh, on our Discord server. Uh, go to the Endads podcast channel. Let your voice be heard for next week. Uh, I, I want to talk... Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. sorry. I was just, I'm looking at our Twitch chat, man. I, I love the folks in our Twitch chat. Solo something. I see you in Friendo, third strongest mole. Thank you. So many people in here as well. Uh, Daily Planet. I saw you as well. Um, <laughs> if you've got your Nintendo dad's bingo card or scratch card, uh, Ninfrendo makes a fantastic recommendation, uh, which gives you a little bit of the Justin energy, which is every time we say NHL 94, take a drink or shot of something and see what happens. Uh, and we're hoping that by the oh, end of the show, you're gonna be really excited. Uh, Chris NHL <laughs> would have alcohol poison. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that guy. Seriously. Um, Justin, where are we on the uh, drink on the DQ poll? You know what? You should definitely get yourself a blizzard. They have a girl guide cookie mint blizzard. Have you? Do you guys have that in the U.S.? That's really good. That's what's really good. What you call it? Girl guide cookie. Girl mint. Oh, that's a girl, 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 girl scout cookie. Girl okay. scouts. So we're not as progressive as you yet. <laughs> um, we still call You're them girl guides. guide cookies. You're, you guys are just guides. We're sending our girls out. They're scouts. They're scouting yeah. the enemy. We're yeah, that's that's they, that's that's that sounds very American. They've been, yeah, that sounds they've been, right. They've been Boy and Girl Scouts for over a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. We're so. yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, I had one of those the other day. They are they wow. Eighty three percent said yes to do that. To go do y'all, a, do y'all to go have a, strange uh, brew in Canada? Solo something asks, or do they really have strange brew in Canada? Uh, so Strange Brew is a movie in Canada starring Bob and Doug McKenzie. Um, I don't know. Are you, is it a beer that you're referring to here? Solo something strange brew. Do you guys know is strange brew a drink in the U S I have no idea what you're talking that. about. Okay. Solo something. I know let me movie, know. But Shout I it know. out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, beer. <laughs> let me, let me introduce this next little topic here. Uh, this week, Nintendo's president was quoted as saying this. We are unable to produce all the products we want to. This was in response to a comment made about the semiconductor shortage that is going on worldwide right now that's affecting tons of tech companies. Uh, It's definitely affecting, uh, it's been pointed out as probably the number one reason uh, that that PS5s are not more plentiful uh, right now in the wild. Uh, I know there's some people who are still searching for those guys. It's almost, it's been six months or more and you s- still can't find a PS five on the store shelf. It's nuts. Uh, That's why I had them had, available earlier today on the website. They did for like two seconds. Uh, Jesus says this semiconductor shortage. Overall, I feel like we're feeling the effects of the pandemic even more now. These chips are not the only shortage at the moment, which, by the way, didn't know if you knew this, ketchup is the newest shortage in the pandemic. It's affecting not just ketchup, 
but sauces worldwide that well, have a ketchup base. More specifically, the packets, the, the, the to-go yeah. packets, not well, the, not the bigger things. That they're having the to make more ketchup packets because of more takeout. So more ketchup right. is going to the packets than going to anything else, which is I think Matt Pat's food channel, food theory channel did something, talked about it a few yeah. last month. Uh, he says this, other items, some more trivial than others, are facing shortages seem like they're going to start affecting us even more. Nintendo seems like a savvy company when it comes to not spending money, but they're going to have to face more trouble when they cannot meet demand. How do you keep investors happy when you cannot produce enough product? A video game takes years to develop. They can't just pump out games now to keep us happy while we buy time to make more consoles. The question is, what else could Nintendo do to help buy time while we develop more consoles or keep fans abated. You want to know what my answer is? Lore. Books. Animation. Television shows. Movies. In other words, diversification. Diversification of their IP. Yeah, do you remember? And I mean, this the answer here is relatively simple. Ladies and gentlemen, let me take you back a time when this podcast was just in its infancy. We were just a young, budding podcast with energy and enthusiasm. And yet, yet we decided to come out during the Wii U. And that didn't really sell a lot. So Nintendo was forced to diversify and to move into different areas to try as much as they can to keep you engaged. That's where your mobile game strategy came out. That was where you saw them talk about getting into theme parks. So they need to, they would probably need to diversify. So Marty is right in regards to keeping people interested as much as possible. They also can go back to doing uh, an improved virtual council. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And which has been rumored, by yep. the way. Yep. And even though they had, they released less games last year than, say, 2019, 2020 still had, like, record profits. Like, to- not just in the last 10 years, record profits, the number one rec- profitable year in the 130-ish years they've been a, a company. So, so... Hopefully they think this can't be sustainable because, you know, there were, there were reasons why we have high profits and lower costs than the pre- previous years. And, but still, I'm sure with, with the, uh, I think, I think their investors are pretty happy right now the way they, the way they are. Yeah. Well, and something to think about too is this before we, uh, you know, start, uh, raising our pitchforks and our torches. Nintendo is not the only fa- uh, company that's going to feel the effects of this mm-hmm. or that is, is feeling the effects of this. It's going to be industry-wide. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not even so it's if their beyond profits that. Go down, like automobiles are going to yeah, feel it. Yeah, exactly. If, if Toasters their profits are, feel are down, <laughs> so are Xboxes, so are PlayStation profits. It's going to be down everywhere. Now, where do I think that we see uh, a gain during this time, and I, God, I want to spit because I, I hate this, streaming services, game streaming services. When you can't build a box, use the technology you have. Yeah, so why not have Nintendo encourage or invest into their cloud-based streaming platforms? Maybe they easy. are. Why not continue to promote your digital distribution channels that do not require a semiconductor? 
So well, which lends itself to the virtual conference. So yeah, so Nintendo is actually in a okay place, right? Where PlayStation and Xbox are still are behind the ball. Nintendo is actually kind of on top of or in front of the ball, right? Nintendo's well, already got the install base. I wouldn't say Xbox is behind because they're really getting good momentum on their Game Pass. Right. Sorry, I meant in regards to the to the shortage of systems in regards to the oh, yeah, semiconductor. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, their strategy, their look, strategy though, is going beyond that though too. Their boxes, so with the Game Pass, that you can play that anywhere beyond <laughs> the Series X and S. Yeah. So yes, also, they might not be able to sell those, but you can play. Well, them and the thing is, is that despite a semiconductor shortage, uh, Nintendo seems to be releasing a new color uh, variant of the Switch Lite. <laughs> I'm just saying, like they're able to get those out there when the other companies aren't able to get their big box out there. So uh, they just had access, they they just had access green or gray ones. They brought it over the paint shop and some poor person's just like painting it. (laughs) Blurple. It's possible that they just had a surplus of parts, you know, buying in bulk because they know they're going to need them, which will eventually dry up. Mm -hmm. That blue, that blue, yeah. That, I know the lights don't sell as many as the originals uh, or the regular switches. So, uh, yeah, it's about one in they, three yeah. sold as a as a light. Mm, yeah. Well, guys, we can uh, just check out what's going to happen. I think Nintendo is going to have some, as we've already kind of talked about, like um, some big announcements at E three. Uh, definitely to chart the course of the rest of this year and going into twenty twenty. Uh, even, uh, but uh, we will have to wait and see. And it's actually really close, guys. If you think about it, E3 is E3 like is 30 said, days away, less 30 than 30 days, days. Right? guys. Like, I am so hyped. And here's the crazy part we don't have an actual, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, we don't have an actual date and time for when Nintendo is doing their E3 presentation yet, do we? Not yet. Correct, we do not. I think like, where is that schedule? And I know we got an email today about being media and getting access and that kind of stuff. Like there's like, so that, and and we know who the hosts are. There is information. We see more vendors being added, but like, where is the schedule? Like, cause, cause that's, I don't get it. That'll probably be coming soon. It's gotta be coming soon. The only one I have on the calendar is Ubisoft on Saturday. Yeah. If others have been announced, I haven't seen them. And and EA is like, you know what? Forget it. We're just going to go in July. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. does it run until two, by the way? What's the start date on it again? 12 to 15. 12. So, so 15, 15 is the Tuesday. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So 12. So wasn't it like 12? I mean, 12 to 15 would have been normal anyways. And then the floor opens basically on like the Wednesday through. Like the floor becomes open on the Tuesday. Did, I didn't think Nintendo always went on the last day. I always Nintendo I always goes on day. Tuesday. Yeah, they always go the yeah, morning but I before. Thought that the, the, I thought the show kicked off like saturday for a few small indie devs and then went into sunday and then like monday you had bigger third parties and you had nintendo then you had microsoft and you had sony no nintendo has always been tuesday morning before the show flow started yeah because then and then the show floor slow uh then the show floor opens up as nintendo basically finishes off gotcha all right well we'll have to see what happens let's talk about a couple of events do it Hey, Tim. Yes. 
Why don't you tell us about what's coming up on May 21st? Yes. So speaking of E3, the community is going to be talking about their predictions for E3 at the dinner table. So any any Patreons who want to join in uh, and are on our Discord, or if you need to get into Discord Jesse and want to join right. in. The- Jesse. Right. Sorry. I hit the button on the thing. <laughs> he just wanted to say it. All right, then. So, yeah, but anybody wants to come in and talk about E3, uh, we'll be doing the community. will be discussing that then at, during the dinner table. So come join us. May 21st. What yes. time? 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Oh, you're moving up this month. Oh, so it's usually most of the time it's 10 p.m. For Eastern? I thought it was like 11 Eastern. Nope. It, okay. Only we did it at 12 one month for because it was uh, for it was a crossover for the Dad Crossing show. Oh, so yeah. So we had yeah. to do it for for Sean. Uh, and then there was for a while at the beginning, it was 11. But that was at the same time when the Nintendo dads used to be at 11. So when the dads moved up to 10, I moved this up to 10. Gotcha. So shows how much I know. <laughs> I was trying to move it up closer to 10 so that I could try to get Drew on, but you know, cause he goes to bed at 10 and hoping that maybe he'd stop in for a little bit, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, That's, that's totally fine. Jesse, why don't you tell us about some Pokemon go events? Okay. So I talked about the luminous legends X event. That's you know a few weeks ago. That's still in progress until Tuesday. Then starting on the, on Tuesday the 18th, the Luminous Legends Y event starts, starting at May 18th from 10 a.m. to May 24th, 8 p.m. local times. Uh, Yventel, uh, Yelveltal, there. <laughs> so yeah, no, I normally pick on Marty, can, but can I, I can just say right me. here, I've never heard you not be able to pronounce a Pokemon. Yeah, that's what that's, that's, that. that, that you need to mark that one down and and clip that one too. Yveltal will make his Pokemon Go debut in five star raids. Uh, Pancham will be hatching from 12k eggs. Uh, Dark type Pokemon will appear more frequently in the wild, and a new Pokemon from the Luminous Legends X event will remain in the spawn rotation. So there are three fairy types that will still stick around. Part two of the event will go from May 25th. 10 a.m. to May 31st, 8 p.m. local times. Sylveon will make his Pokemon Go debut by evolving an Eevee after earning so many a certain number of hearts while it's your buddy. The details hasn't been announced yet. That, that's all they've told us. And during this event, Eevee evolutions from the first two generations will appear in three-star raids. Then, finally, June's Community Day has been announced. Uh, June 6th featuring Gibble. And more details will come out in a few weeks before the event. Cool. I know a lot All of people right. have been wanting to get more gibbles, so this will be this will be a chance. I need so many gibbles. Uh, let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Do it. Tim, why don't we start with you since you're just typing it in right here? Uh, nice, nice. We're good. That's awesome. I love it. I had to, look, usually, so you're you trying to type it in right there. there. Uh, Fine, you, I'll just go off my notes here. My, that's cool. That's cool. My notes. What you been playing? Right here on my Switch. 
All right. So I'll try to be quick too. So, uh, but playing some more ice hockey, we play that every week. Uh, the Nintendo, you know, on the Nintendo online, uh, system, um, for the, um, hockey league that we have in the discord and I suck at it. So anybody who's been playing me, just know you're going to get an automatic win. So <laughs> I tried that game once and uh, didn't understand anything at all. Yeah, I saw someone <laughs> in their two games scored almost 50 points. Yeah, it was. I haven't. I, I end it because it's there's a mercy rule we have. Once you get 10 points above whatever my score is, it's a mercy rule. So I'm just like, OK, we're done. I know I'm not going to catch up. So you won. <laughs> so it's usually after the first period. <laughs> so I just can't get good at that game for some yeah, no, reason. I remember back in the monthly mayhem, I've played, I think it was Drew. And we, we did have the mercy roll in effect for like six points above. Yeah. Uh, but we never, I, I, I wasn't, I, I was, I still lost, uh, but I didn't, never was down by six. So we played the whole game through. Yeah. I just, I, I can't, what I get caught up in is the goalie part because the goalie is controlled along with the other players. So if I'm yeah. trying to control the other player to try to do something to, for defense, it's also throwing off my goalie to try to, and then I get scored on. So, and I keep forgetting I have to go back to the goalie to watch that in order to prevent it. So anyways, uh, so I've been playing that and been trying to get better at it, but uh, it's going to be a slow go for me at least for a little bit there, but um, playing more Pac-Man, just a little bit of Pac-Man 99, especially when trying to test the, um, uh, the Fusion Pro wireless controller that I got from Power A. So p- testing out the D-pad with the Pac-Man 99, uh, and it, it just lets you know it works great. <laughs> nice. The D-pad is awesome on the, and it should be awesome for a hundred dollar controller. So, <laughs> um, playing some more Asphalt Nine, uh, the racing game. So again, I was playing that to test out the controller as well, and still loving that racing game. It's and it's always getting updated as well. Uh, in fact, it looks like they're adding a um, a, a Fortnite type tiers um, season type thing where you get a season and then you got, you know, you can kind of do like a Fortnite type thing in there. So I'm, I'm going to be looking into that once they get rolling with that. Uh, some more Mario party since they got the online, but it was more at home, some more local play since they did the online, uh, played some of that with Sammy. And again, Sam says, hi, everybody. <laughs> um, I've been playing, uh, let's see. Uh, not that one yet. Not that one yet. Oh, some Super Mega Baseball 3. Uh, I've been playing the demo of that to try that out because we do have a baseball league as well. And actually, that is a really fun baseball game. Uh, been checking out the demo and, and had a lot of fun with that. So I'm thinking about picking up the full game for that one as well. Um, uh, playing some more new Pokemon Snap. And I got past the the reveal of the surprise character. So I know, Jesse, you were wondering if I would get to that right. point yet. So <laughs> I did get past so, that point. So did you know that he would have was from the first game or you wouldn't have known if I didn't tell you that? So, I remember you guys telling me that there was a surprise character. And then so I when that character showed up, I looked him up and I was like, oh, OK, there he is. Okay. So, you <laughs> see, so you still didn't know right away. 
I didn't know right away, but I was suspicious of that, the way everybody was acting about it. So, which was really cool to see. And and then also I read up on on that character and what else he's done in, yeah, uh, in the Pokemon universe. He makes comments that the machine you arrive in looks a lot like the one he used to use. Yes, yes. So that was pretty cool. Um, I've also been playing a game called Drive By. Yeah, so I can talk about that. It's been out. So, um, and I'm gonna do probably a stream of that one. Uh, but I've been playing it to check it out. And that one is, again, they don't you don't have to pay anything yet. It doesn't look like but you do have to buy the game. But uh, it, it kind of feels like a setup to Fortnite as well. The way they set it up where you can buy a car, play on not buy a car, but get a car, go online, play with other people, not 99 people, but like four other people in cars. <laughs> and uh, uh it's kind of got a twisted metal feel. So if you've ever played a twisted metal game, you could drive around and you're shooting and destroying the other driver and trying to get uh, whatever the goal is of that particular game. Uh, Cause there's four different types of styles of games that you can play within this racing battle game. Um, and one of the game there's a, let's see, there's the, you got to get the most money. So you're going around trying to collect money and then you're trying to shoot the other drivers to get their money. And then at, when the time is up, if you got the most money, you won that round and then you get points. Every time you win, you get more points to be able to buy more things for your vehicle. Uh, there's a piggy bank one where you got to go steal the piggy bank and drive around with it for the longest time. If you, So if you've had it for the longest time, you win that round as well. Then there's a del- there's a delivery service version of the game where you go and pick up packages and then have to deliver them around town but the other opponents can destroy you and take those packages and uh and deliver them for you and again if you deliver the most packages you win that round so amazon delivery driver that just sounds horrible (laughs) (laughs) right so it's actually a lot of fun and i'm hoping to uh, play it some more so i can accurately you know talk about it while i'm playing because i didn't feel i, I didn't want to learn it and and stream it at the same time so i wanted to learn how to play it first and then stream a little bit of it and um so keep being on the lookout for that i'll do a stream of that um and then finally i uh been playing worlds and club demo and i beat that one and i know jesse you played that one as well um but and I'll let you go into that more detail. But I, I'll just kind of briefly say that it was nothing like I expected it would be. But it's definitely something I want to play when the actual game comes out at the end of the month. It's because it's a quirky game. Um, it's a platformer, uh, but it also plays like it has a lot of talking narration, like an RPG does. So. Uh, it was very interesting, very different, and I like it because it was different. So I'm looking forward to the that game. And then, so those were what I was playing, and be on the lookout for two other games that I'm going to be look, going to be playing that I can't talk about, but I can tell you I'm going to be playing, which is the RWBY Grim Eclipse. Ruby. Thank you, Ruby Grim Eclipse. And I know that's an anime type uh, show, but uh, I know nothing about. But the game looks cool because it's hack and slash. Again, I haven't played it yet, so I'm not talking about it. I'm just talking about how it looks because <laughs> the trailer's out. And then the other game I'm going to be playing is Beautiful Desolation, which is a post-apocalyptic adventure uh, where you have to make some choices and solve some puzzles. Um, and I, I guess one of the things they pointed out was, although it may look like a um, 
some other games like post-apocalyptic games, it's not going to play the same as those post-apocalyptic game. It's more of a narrative story-driven game where you interact with it, you explore, and you solve some puzzles. So looking forward to playing that. Again, that game is Beautiful Desolation. The other one is Ruby Grim Eclipse, and that's a hack and slash type game. So I think that game came out today. It did. So yeah, I was going to so try to stream out. it earlier, but yeah. nobody wanted to stream it with me. So it's, uh, it's out there <laughs> if you want to. If you want to yes. check it out, Justin, what have you been playing? Um, Fortnite and Apex. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Awesome. All I right, have finished. <laughs> I have finished my Fortnite battle pass uh, fully for for this season. 20 levels behind you, buddy. Yeah, and uh, and that's it. And so nothing right now is super catch in my fancy, but I will tell you that Knockout City coming out next week definitely has my attention. Uh, so I'm very excited to, to get a hands on that. Um, and I'm, I'm, I should probably start trying to work on my backlog, but I keep just playing Apex. So I'm, I might have a problem. Yeah, yeah I, I'd recommend Dragon Quest Eleven. You should probably. Well, apparently, I'm going to be able to tell you how that is. So. Good. I'm, I'll wait for your review. Yours is the only opinion that I'll be looking for. Yeah. N- yeah. Note, I I didn't play it in 2019 when it came out, but if I did, that would have been my game of the year. Okay. Well then. Awesome, uh, Jesse. Uh, what? You, golly, you've been playing a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, he makes up for everything I'm not playing. So uh, just let's let's uh, run through there pretty quick. What you've been playing? Yeah, so I'll talk a little more about the World's End Club demo. Tim, are you familiar with Danganronpa? Okay, because yeah. uh, this is developed by, or at least in part, by the Danganronpa developers. Okay, and that first chapter that is the demo yes. is very Danganronpa-like. So I'm not okay. surprised at all by how the gameplay is. And, I loved uh, every minute of that. So yeah. I was and just I like, have a this feeling, is freaking awesome. And I'm I have a feeling that's game. not <laughs> how the whole game will play. I think no, well, each chapter will have a different It's very misleading style. how it begins because you you begin at the end of the game, it, it appears. And yeah. then it flashes to them all on a bus. And then you end up in an underwater uh, water park. So... Right. So yeah, I agree. I did like what I played, but yes. I'm just think, saying my opinion is I don't think the entire game is that type of gameplay. I think yeah. each chapter will probably have a different type of gameplay element. They so do list I, it as a platformer too. So yeah, which I which intrigued me, especially because you see some of those elements while you're playing. But there is it, warning to anybody who's trying the demo. There is a lot of dialogue. So again, Donga Rampa like it's basically yes. it's basically uh, like a visual novel with gameplay, and this is so far very much similar to that. Yeah, so uh, I, I I loved it. Some people got turned off by it though. Yeah. So I didn't get far into the first Donga Rampa when I tried to play, and I tried to watch that anime and didn't get far into that either. So I need to try that again. Okay, next game is. Poker Pretty Girls Battle Fantasy World Edition. <laughs> I think this was like five dollars. So I'm like, okay, Wait, I thought sure. this was supposed to be a uh, Dad's After Dark uh, game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, in fact, 
the first thing you see when it boots up is all characters are over the age of 18. Though, there's nothing. There's nothing. Oh, wow. (laughs) R-rated about this. It's it's anime girls. And they're not even, they're, they're just static images. So, but uh, you're, you're it's playing Texas Hold'em po- poker. You know, initially you have you you are given four girls to play against in the in the what they call pretty mode, <laughs> and you 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 pick each one, and then it'll also pair you off against two other random people. So it's a four player game, and if if you win the table, then you get a star and a puzzle piece. And in the the first round, you do you beat each girl once you finish the puzzle and then you move on to round two which has four new girls this time there are eight pieces to the puzzle so you have to beat each girl twice and i i'm up to the i have seven out of the eight right now i the one of them is really hard to play against there is normally it's you know i'll try to get money out of them and then you know like i'll I'll bet high to fold to to make her fold to to win the money, but she plays a lot tighter, so it's finding that balance of where to place the bets. A, this is my first reaction it, to it's Justin. A, it's a poker term. <laughs> it's a poker term. Yes, <laughs> I am not being lewd here. <laughs> hey Jesse, Nonfriendo asks: Is there an ugly mode? <laughs> there is not an ugly mode, but there is a free play mode that lets you. Choose who, which of the three opponents you are of the girls that you've unlocked. Initially, only the first four are unlocked, and then you will can unlock the other 12, as, but you have to defeat them at least once first. So right now I have I have eight unlocked. Out of, huh? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I, have, I have eight unlocked out of the 16 because I've beat, I have defeated each of the first... Eight, eight girls at least once. My problem is with this game. You now the, the the poker play is poker play. They did they didn't mess that up. You know there are language options. You know like Japanese, Chinese, English might be one other one for the words and prompts on the menu. But the girls always only always speak Japanese, and there's never any subtitles. So when they they, t- they talk at the end of games. And at the end of hands, when they win, I have no idea what they're saying. So I'm like, can you give me a little subtitle here? You prob- they probably have five lines of text each. Give me a little subtitle here. <laughs> anyway, so I'll probably still play that from time to time. But uh, it's, it's not it's not a Picross game to me. <laughs> Next one I want to talk about is Tested on Humans Escape Room. That came out today. I had an uh, early... Access code, which I did a live stream on Monday. I was normal, you know, normally I only play an hour or so, but I ended up playing through the whole game in, in that one setting. It was like three hours. And I, I know very, not as many people listened to my solo show a few weeks ago where I talked about the other escape room game, Palindrome Syndrome, but my, the thoughts of the two are pretty much identical. You know, I liked the puzzles. I was able to solve most of the puzzles on my own. I did have to look at a guide or like four or five times out of like 30 or 40 puzzles. Um, and I liked, I liked the puzzles, but didn't like the story. You know, the story conceit that they laid out in mm. both games 
that explains why you're kind of in where the environment where you are. Didn't like how the story worked out, but I still liked the puzzles. And, you know, I think there are other escape room games by the same developer, uh, the MC2 games, if I'm remembering right, um, that are out on Steam that will probably also come out on Switch. And I'll, I'll still get them and play them. And I'll probably not like the story either, but this type of game, I, you don't really play for the story. You play it for the puzzles. Right. <laughs> and the last thing I wanted to talk about are, I mentioned this a few, uh, maybe a month ago, I bought advanced, advanced game programming for television. This is, you know, a sequel to the first book that was released in late 2018 that it has talks about more, more games, more game f- types and formats. There's more things with the graphics. And I, I you know, typed all the programs in this book and, pl- and played them, debugged them. In one case, I actually thought there was bugs in the code in the book. And so I cleaned, I debugged those. So I was able to then, you know, get them all in my flashcard and play them on uh, hardware. It, I might do a video. I don't know if it'll be on Nintendo Dads or on my personal channel of me playing through the games from these books and kind of talking, you know, show, showing them what, 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 what the mo- in television can do with modern programming tools and, uh, you know, talk about my opinions of the games. So if cool. might be this something I do this weekend, I might, if I get around to it. <laughs> awesome. That, that's, oh, that's N- Nintendo asked, is there a replay value to the escape room games? No. Or is it just one and done? It's it's one and done. Okay. There you go. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, Justin, maybe you can help me out here since you sent me these codes. Am I able to talk about these two games at all? Uh, you can talk about uh, Hell, Raising Hell, because that one is fine. You cannot talk about the other one. However, there's a demo out for the other one currently. Well, then I'll just talk about the demo. So I think you can you can talk in those regards. Yeah, that should be fine. But I think your final review or final number, if you were to put something to it, no, would have to be at a bar. No. Yeah, no, we don't typically. No. But yeah. So, um, thank you for checking, so, by the way. I appreciate yeah, that. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> uh, so just uh, I've been playing a, a fun game called Rising Hell, uh, which launches on Nintendo Switch on the 20th of this month. Uh, if you are a fan of Dead Cells, uh, or any other roguelite games like that, uh, then I think that you need to keep your eye on this one. It's about uh, you basically trying to uh, take over hell and defeat some demons, and you're a demon, and there's mouths and eyes and heavy metal music everywhere uh, and lots of yes. blood and gore. And, uh, Tim, it's a, it's a beat-em-up because your main character, he has a, he has a gauntlet called the, the Hellbane, Uh, and there's like a typical attack that you do with that that can combo. But then when you double jump, he kind of does like a a uppercut. And if you hit any enemies, when you do that in the air, he'll, uh, he'll kill them and like bounce off of them and keep going. Uh, and so the, the unique thing about this game is that all of the, the platforming is vertical. I'm so you start at the bottom right of a tower <laughs> and you actually climb upwards. Uh, and I think there's a demo for this out as well. I'll be real honest. We got this code and Justin asked if I wanted it because it's a roguelike and I love roguelikes. 
Uh, I was not excited about this game. It looked kind of cheesy. It looked, was it uh, raising like, hell or rising hell? Rising hell. Rising. Rising hell. hell. Uh, it didn't look like it was something up my alley, uh, but I am in. And uh, like, Ooh, it's ten percent off if you pre-order. After it. a couple of like the the way it works is you have actual level progression, but the way you go through those levels, uh, all the powers are different every time. All right, so it's a uh, rogue light, not a rogue like. Okay, uh, and I, um, I think it's something you should keep your eye on. I'm downloading uh, the demo. Okay. <laughs> well, I definitely should go check out the demo. And uh, speaking of demos, uh, there's a demo on the eShop right now for a game that, if you are a fan of Overcooked, moving out, tools up. Anything like that, you need to keep your eye on. Uh, very, very valet. This was shown off during uh, one of the last indie directs, I believe, uh, yes. where and basically what it is is you play as a valet worker uh, who has to stand outside of a restaurant or a, a venue and park people's cars and then go back and get them as they come out. Uh, and it's Awesome. Like, uh, it's so much fun. The it's probably hilarious there, too, isn't it? Uh, it is very hilarious. I played this with my son. We're going to have a video coming out on our channel uh, once the embargo lifts. Um, think nice. just like you're driving off the top of bil buildings. You're, uh, dr you're hitting ramps. Uh, you're running people over on their way to, <laughs> to deliver their cars, all in the name of getting three stars and a great score and lots of cash. Uh, it is four players, so it's great for couch co-op. Uh, very, very, uh, a, a game that's very, very interesting. I think you should keep your eye on. Uh, very, very valet if you like that type of game, party game. Uh, the other game that I've been playing, thanks to uh, Datfast, who sent me a Nintendo DS in the mail, because I was like, I need a Nintendo DS. He was like, I got you, bro. And he hooked me up with a DS Lite. Uh, I've been playing the Mother 3 fan translation. Uh, that I picked up because, guys, it's never coming out. I mean, it's not. I'm sorry. It's not happening. Okay, you go uh, ahead and know, play that game. Once you play I, it, it'll be out. I know. And then probably <laughs> a, it'll probably be a remade version of it, and I want to play it again. Uh, but I'm loving it so far. I'm about an hour and 45 minutes in. We'll taking my another time. Another turn-based turn yep. RPG. And I'll like probably, I will probably wait. To, I'm going to pick up Dragon Quest XI because I asked, and you, you all responded. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to play this one. Uh, I'm playing a spoiler free walkthrough, uh, with it. So basically I'm using a walkthrough and it basically tells, tells me the bare minimum of like what I need to, to look for cool. and what I need to encounter without giving away story points. Uh, and yeah, uh, I will have more. I haven't completed chapter one yet. There's seven chapters in the game. Uh, so I haven't got to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I'm looking forward to I, I'm enjoying what I'm playing so far. I loved Earthbound when I played it back on the, the Super Nintendo. Um, and I've always been curious about this game. They're just trying to small says no crying until the end, Marty. I've I've mm, I've already hit a part. Um, <laughs> but the, here's the thing. Like I have purposely like I could have spoiled this game for myself so many times wondering what Lucas, what the whole Lucas thing is all about 
and like what's the connection and all that stuff. And there was a huge, you know, Mother 3 part during Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U uh, or no, for Brawl for the Wii. Uh, and so, like, I could have spoiled. I've never read the story of Mother 3. So okay. I, I haven't spoiled myself. So I'm going in fresh. And I'm really excited about. Uh, I have no idea what you're game. talking about, and I don't want to know because I still want to play those games. I yeah. just never got around to playing. Well, them. I'll tell you what: if you've got DS Lite, I'll send you um, the, the cart when I'm done. Okay, you can, you can play it. Cool. So there you go. Well, guys, that's what we've been playing. Really quick. Before we move on, I wanted Whoop. to do one quick demo. Uh, one of the chapters in the television book was to talk about programming in Televoice. Oh, okay. So I did. I did a little program of my own, and I wanted to play it real quick. Nintendo Yeah, I did this two or three weeks ago, so that's why the number is two. How long? Three twenty-five. How long did it take you to do that? Maybe a <laughs> half an hour. Because I, I had to each phoneme. I had to handpick exactly which one I wanted and place it in the right order. Wow! If I wanted one to sound longer, I had to double or triple it. So yeah, it's it takes it was a good chunk of code just to get it to do that. That's impressive. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to get that out of that ancient tech. So now let's flip on the community spotlight for just a second. All right. Uh, quite a few questions from Discord and Patreon this week. Uh, first up, Andros asks, what are your thoughts on the new <laughs> Waluigi render shown in the latest Nintendo Minute video? Uh, for those of you who are not uh, familiar with this, uh, Waluigi is holding a rose in his right hand with his left hand thrown behind his head in the air, with his head cocked to the side, tongue out toward the rose, and his knees together with his feet spread right apart. He's just kind of sticking his butt out there. Um... It's brilliant. It's fantastic. <laughs> I don't this know what, what to we think. Need more of. I uh, thought it was great that Waluigi broke the internet. I mean, essentially, right? Like that was the important it, it, part. It's very Kardashian. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, I agree. Uh, can, I, can I give my real honest opinion here? We've got a brand new Waluigi render that's in nor like a normal view of him. Uh, we got a brand new Waluigi render with Mario Golf. We're getting a Waluigi controller. Waluigi's in Smash. Is 2021 the year of Waluigi? Let's go. That's the question that it's we should coming. be asking. It's happening. I don't remember. I just love the fact that it's purple. What? I don't remember. I just love the fact he's purple. And, and there's a purple, blurple Nintendo Switch. Blurple. Waluigi's blurple. <laughs> I don't remember which Twitter account asked, but someone posted the, the, the golfing image and said, asked, is this a leisure suit? I replied with Larry Laffer says no. <laughs> also in the golfing outfit you'll notice he has a glove on one hand and not on the other one it's I did not notice that the right, the right hand is there it's the right hand it's the, the details hand. like that you know yep there you go it's the year of Waluigi people I'll, I'll call it right now it's happening uh, question for Patreon from Sparky he says hello team can I ask you all if you've ever been blown away with respect to how the medium of video games has pushed artistic boundaries. I'm currently playing inside on the switch and it's just a mind blowing experience. The art and audio production are amazing. The creativity is mind blowing 
The animation of the lead character, a young boy, reminds me of when I first saw the animation of the Prince of Persia back on the Commodore Amiga. Stunning. And then this game, you really care for him and really don't want him to come to any harm. He's so vulnerable. It takes place in a dark and futuristic setting with dangers around every corner. The controls are simple, but wonderful. This is the most moving and emotive experience I've ever experienced with a video game. Who knows, perhaps ever. Have you played this at all? If not, you simply must. Just unbelievable and one of the best-looking games on the console, too. That's it for me, but keep up the great work and look forward to hearing the show Sparky out. Uh, I think it would be cool here. What is, what's a game that has just really struck you with its artistic vision? Either graphically, sound, story, it moved you. I think for me, maybe Journey on PS3. Mm. That was mine. I agree. <laughs> it's been a while since I played that. I played. Yeah, I, I 100 of that game. It was. I, I had. To I have not it. played Inside. It it is available for twenty dollars on the Switch. Limbo is the other one I played. I think is related to that game Inside or made yeah, by the same, same company. Same developer. Yeah. And I I got the same feels for that one as well. That one was a really good one. It's very simple with the whole silhouette type thing. Very. You know, get through that game in a few hours, and and it was I liked it. It was a lot of games like that I really like, so it was very cool. And oh, I should say also, Shin Sakai Into the Depths was another one that I just artistically in the audio production, especially the audio production, because of being underwater. Mm. Play that game with headphones, you sound like you're underwater in a good way. Um, in a in you know in a suit and doing all the things in there and just just at, very atmospheric and all that kind of stuff and the graphics were great on the Switch mm. it's even on Apple Arcade as well so you can play it there as well yeah Marty what about yourself uh, for me uh, m- mine's going in a completely different direction like games that strike me are um, that, that typically tend to be games that that push the boundaries not graphically like as far as like excellence in graphics, but like a different takes on different mm-hmm. characters. So for me, like Wind Waker is huge. It's my favorite Zelda game, not just because of the story, but because how gorgeous it is. Uh, the the other game that came to mind as I was reading this question was Yoshi's Woolly World and Yoshi's Crafted World. Like I love those two games for what they were able to do with common fabric and Mm -hmm. cardboard and things like that. Like I love those interpretations of that. And I love it when Nintendo gives their, their teams a little bit of stretch room on that, you know, that they're able to take a game. It doesn't always have to fit the formulaic direction, but story wise, I think the, the most moving video game um, that I've ever played is Chrono Trigger. Mm. Just the connection to those characters you have by the end of the game uh that that's a game that like i go back to now and i like man you played that as a teenager and and you didn't realize what was going on now you play it and you're like god especially because there's such depth yeah Yeah, in the end game every character has an optional subquest that can be completely skipped if you don't want if you don't either don't want to do it or completely miss it but they all flesh out every character well absolutely Mm -hmm. one of the best written games of all time absolutely 
Yeah, I think with the retro logic guys, they were we were all debating whether that should be one of the retro rewind games because it is a harder game to find, uh, or in in a good way, uh, because you can get it I think on Steam, but it's not a good version of it I guess from what I understand. But um, I, I know I think they originally I think they patched it to do some of the bugs, but I yeah uh, I I bought the Steam version a while ago, but I haven't played beyond the first hour of it. Yeah, no, I'm thinking though that I think we should probably comparison. do the retro rewind on that game. <laughs> I just say I think that's one of the the great travesties of the the modern console here, like the generation consoles we're in, is yeah. that that and Final Fantasy, uh, you know, a lot of those older SNES Final Fantasies are not available. Yes, uh, on on a modern console. So there you go, Justin. What about you, man? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I think there's, you know, Inside, I think, is a great example of it. I think a game even like Celeste, right? And I do think I do think when we talk about art, we very often think of art or segment art into the pieces of it, right? So whether it's a graphics, whether it's a music, whether it is what it, whatever it is. But I think when we when art is holistic, I think video games are holistic things, right? Um, so I think that a game that just kind of emotionally grabs you, right? And Marty, you talked a little bit about this, right? The emotional journey, the the place that you go with it. And I think that what I'm finding more and more, despite my games that I've been playing, Apex and Fortnite, I draw, I'm drawn more and more towards like story, narrative driven, emotional games, right? And I think, you know, Inside is a great example of it. I think Celeste, uh, even portions of Oxenfree that I've began to play a little bit of as well. Um, just games that kind of just emotionally kind of wrap you in and, and tell a compelling, amazing story. Um I think I think is is really interesting. And I think games that can make you feel a certain way or think differently, put you in a choice that makes you feel uncomfortable, I think are kind of good things for us. And I think that the, you know, the debate conversation of whether video games are art uh, that occurred like 25 years ago, I think has successfully been able to say, yes, it is definitively an art. Uh, and as a matter of fact, that kind of very much aligns with like, I think it's like this week or something. Um, the Tribeca video games, there are games being entered into the Tribeca film festival, basically as art. Right. And it's, it's like, I think six games that are being put forward as these are pieces of art, like a movie is, and you need to watch them and you need to be engaged with it. So um, I think it's fantastic stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well said. Uh, one last question to round out the show here. This one from Chris Logel. It's for you, Tim. So you know what this is about. Yeah. Here it is. Yes. Can you believe that according to a very reliable Twitter poll, over 70% of respondents would pay $10 or more for NHL 94 Rewind on Nintendo Switch? Oh, my gosh. Are these results really game-changing for EA and Nintendo? <laughs> yes. I know Chris's goal is to get you, Marty, to say NHL 94 Rewind as many times as possible, but also I do agree with him that it boggles my mind the money that's being left on the table in regards to this game for Nintendo, not Nintendo. Nintendo has nothing to do with it, but for EA, um, especially EA Sports. I know they've talked about their unwillingness to put game, sports games on Nintendo platforms because they say their their fans, their audience, go to other platforms to play. But I think they're going about it wrong. And I think they should look at the prospect of looking at the people who are playing on the Nintendo Switch and see that the potential of doing 
like we see, you know, what Nintendo does with the arcade archives or with the virtual console type setup uh, with their NSO games um, that or even the collections that Konami brings over or any other things that EA is missing out on an opportunity to bring over the classic sports games, either just bringing those straight over or bringing them over with a newer roster. And those would work just fine on the switch. But uh, I think what they might be afraid of is what they see with FIFA is they got, they, they bring FIFA over every year. It seems like right over for the Nintendo switch. Uh, But they, and there's some good numbers on it because of the portability, but they, they don't give it as much love as they do FIFA for the other systems because those sell more and people go to it and get more more out of those games. But there's still an audience there. And I think if they had the right mentality of simplify the gameplay with the FIFA type, you know, look or whatever, or even if you went back further and had the older graphics, 16 bit or better, uh, and but had a newer roster or whatever and had some better mechanics improved mechanics that i think it would it would work on the nintendo switch and their audiences so i think that's what i think that's what chris is just trying to get at and i'm i'm also supporting that because i am a sports game fan even though i'm not as good as uh, ice hockey as i want to be um but being newer and better controls is what i am a fan of and i think those with the 16-bit error type uh, EA sports games coming to the switch would be a good fit. I think in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I know we're uh, wrapping up the show here, Marty. I just want to say this uh, quick thing in the chat here. I see that uh, Mecha dragon, we got your email. Uh, we're going to add it to next week as well. So Mecha dragon, thank you for that. saying you, I know you always contribute. I appreciate you. Uh, we are going to add it to next week's show. However. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, uh, I am full 100% in favor of all games coming to Nintendo Switch, no matter their genre. Yeah. Doesn't Just like matter. IGN's April Fool's 2019. I, all the games. I, I really think that this, that it will, like, I think NHL 94 rewind will come to the switch. I like, and it'll just randomly show up one day. It's not going to be like a hoot and holler and fair about oh, it. No, no, it's um, be well, hold on. EA has been for the Disney afternoon collection. Well, EA has been very, <laughs> has been very um, vocal in communicating when they put stuff on the switch to kind of saturate their shareholders. Yes. I wouldn't be, you know, and it may be one of those things that in the July and, you know, EA event, they're going to announce, you know, we're bringing six more games to the Nintendo switch next year. And, and this may be one of them. You just Tim. you just said the words there. I think that that Chris and I need and any other sports fans need to be uh, in order to get this done, and that's become shareholders. So there we need to pool our money together, become shareholders, and then put our votes in. Our, Even uh, if you just hold one done. share, you you mm-hmm. have a stake in the company. Correct. You, you can yeah. you have a voice. I've got some shares. I think uh, John's got some shares. There we EDA? go. Oh, not in the A, but in the... Come on, Jesse, keep up. Keep up. (laughs) All right? God. Frick. I thought thought we were talking about Nintendo still. Sorry. Not a a problem. Uh, Guys, that has been episode 326 of Nintendo Dads. We want to thank you for hanging with us uh, through all of this nonsense that we put out every week. Uh, And we really, we want to thank you, uh, say a huge thank you to our community. You guys are so awesome. And a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, 
Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, Christopher Waring, and Solo Something. You guys are extra awesome. Uh, you know who else is awesome? Over 5,450 people who subscribe to us on YouTube. And now over 1,000 people on Twitch. And we want to thank you to the 24 Twitch subscribers we have who also get access to our Discord communities and activities thanks to a Twitch Prime subscription or a Twitch subscription. If you want to know more about that, you can contact Tim. He'll help you out. Uh, guys, go, be sure to go over to our merch store on NintendoDads.org and buy up some sweet shirts. Summer's coming. It's time for the Nintendo Dads tank top. To, to, you know, it's time to bring out the guns. It's oh, time to, to, to live out all of the summer goodness with us right inch pythons, brother. That's right. 24-inch <laughs> pythons. You got to say your prayers. You got to eat your vitamins. Well, I'm a little Hulk maniacs. Uh, oh, yeah. Wrong guy. Uh, anyway, you can go find our store oh, over my, on our website. Man for the tag team. Uh, Nintendo, uh, Mega Powers. I got you. I got yeah. you. NintendoDads.org. Find all of our social media tweets, podcast episodes, uh, all kinds of stuff over there. And just like Mega Dragon, you can send us an email at NintendoDads at gmail.com. Or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And we also want to say sharing is caring. So tell other people about the podcast. Spread the love of Nintendo Dads wherever you go and wherever you listen to us. Be sure to give us a written review and a five-star rating. It helps people find the show. It's not to stroke our ego, I promise. You can just type some words. Or you could say things like Jesse or Justin or Marty. Just our names. That'll be fine, too. You can say, <laughs> happy birthday, Marty. And here's a five-star review. Whatever you want to do. It's there. It helps people find the show. Uh, it pushes us up those charts is really what we want. We want more people to listen. So for me, for Justin, for Jesse and Tim, this has been episode 326. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Nintendo Dads Podcast.